care for all Your bros can suck my balls Fuck your reply guys Please don't fuck your reply guys Just listen to reply guys Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys. Oh my god, this week, this is Kate by the way, as you can probably tell by my like completely shot voice that, to be honest with the, the listeners, is a result of me really enjoying my post-COVID summer and running around like an absolute idiot. Um, but okay, now that we got that out of the way, I'm very excited about week's guest. Um, just she fucking rules and we've been friends for a long time. Um, and she is like ground zero of the free Britney movement. Uh, please give it up for, uh, why does they give it up? I don't know. No one's applauding. <laughs> I'm used to hosting shows. This is Barbara Gray, you guys. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always do that too. We're just used to that intro. I mean, yes. Uh, give it up for Barbara Gray. But when I say give it up, I mean like to listen to her podcast and send her money and stuff. So, give it up. Yes. Yeah. Please Venmo me, please. Yeah. Uh, give up your worldly possessions for Barbara Gray. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, sign away everything. So we've been friends for a long time. And uh, you have a podcast, Lady to Lady, that I've always been a huge fan of, where you interview female comedians. And uh, things kind of, you know, I moved to New York and I wasn't keeping as good of a track of I of what was happening with you as I should have. And then you mentioned to me <laughs> offhandedly that you like had been doing a Britney Spears podcast. And then I watched the New York Times Britney documentary and I was like, oh, holy shit, this is what you've been doing <laughs> uh, with Britney Spears. Um, so, yeah, I'll, for people it's who, been very, yeah. it's very hard to explain. So it's like, I think, yeah, it's a lot. Well, okay. <laughs> So for people who are, you know, maybe not as familiar with the Free Britney movement, can you just give us like an overview of what this, what happened, like how you found out about this, how you got involved and where it stands now? Yeah. So, yeah, me and Tess Barker, who's another hilarious comic, who is also one of the co-hosts of Lady to Lady, um, we just had this idea for a really stupid podcast and that was just about Britney Spears Instagram page because it was always really fascinating and stuff like that so we were like hey there's podcasts too many podcasts out there let's do like literally the most niche one possible and we're only going to analyze Britney's Instagram posts so that's what it was it was just a comedy show and we'd be like you know she makes skits and we would analyze her skits and like she posted a picture of her sombrero on a Mexican restaurant and we like found the restaurant just like really silly stuff um and then, you know, Tess has an investigative journalism background and we knew about we knew she was in something called a conservatorship. I don't think either of us had any idea really what it was at that point. You know, we knew she had some kind of weird situation going on. And also there would always be this element of like, wow, she always films these like videos where she's doing fashion shows and all this stuff. There, She's always alone. There's not like a lot of other people around. She seemed kind of isolated, you know. And also some of her posts would be a little cryptic in ways that we were like, is she trying to like say something, you know. So Tess, yeah, kind of like started looking around in her her court papers and found that one of her co-conservators was asking for this huge raise and he called the conservatorship a hybrid business model, which just seemed really odd to us because we're like, wait, this is supposed to be for people who are like infirmed and, you know, can't provide for their basic needs and they're calling it a hybrid business model. It seems weird. And so it just kind of popped up from there. And that's so we'd been doing the show for like a year. And then we started looking more into the conservatorship um, on the podcast. 
So it started becoming kind of investigative in like real time. And then a lot of stuff happened in Britney world. She canceled her upcoming Vegas residency and then she disappeared. Like no, she was no sight of her for months. And we were like, where the fuck is she? And we kind of wondered about it. And then the news broke that she was in a mental health facility and had been there for a week. And we we're like, well, she seems like she's been gone a lot longer than that. And then we got a voicemail from a paralegal who had worked on uh, with a, a law firm close to her case that said that she's been in the facility for months. They're holding there against her will and all this stuff. So we got this crazy bombshell and we were like, uh, what do we do? And we decided to play it on the show. And that kicked off this crazy free Britney thing um, in April of 2019. And then it's just been kind of snowballing since then. And soon after that, Brittany herself went to court and testified. What we now know she did is talked about how that was true. She'd been held against her will and been forced to take drugs and stuff like that. Um, you know, casually, stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, so now it is where it is today, which is like, it just gathered steam. You know, there's people all around the world supporting it. And then Brittany spoke, you know, two weeks ago and kind of said what actually was going on, which was everyone's darkest fears, I think, and kind of confirmed for everybody yeah, what was happening. So what did she say a couple weeks ago um, for people who might not she, be familiar? Yeah, she basically came to court and she said, um, you know, I was at the end of my last re my last Vegas residency. She had just, just done a Vegas residency that was four years long. And then they were like, we're putting you on tour. And she didn't want to do it, but they made, you know, she basically had to do it. And she was like, I didn't want to do that tour. And then it was, I think there was where she tried to start putting her foot down and saying like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she was talking about how she came to court two years ago. No one listened to her, how her attorney hasn't told her that he should, he could, she could petition to end the conservatorship. Like this guy's just been making a shitload of money off of her for 13 years. So it's not in his best interest to end it, you know? Um, basically, yeah, called everyone out. She's like, I want to see my family. I feel like I'm in an abusive conservatorship. I've done research. I, you know, talked about how they put her on lithium and she hated it and she felt drunk. Talked about how she has an IUD in that she doesn't want, that they won't let her get taken out. Like, it was like, it was horrific. It was just like a shocking, she talked for like 20 minutes straight and it was just like thing after thing. You're like, oh my God, this woman's been through so much. And she just said like, you know, I, I, Basically, she's like, my lawyer tells me I shouldn't say these things, but like, I want to say this. And it was crazy because at the beginning of the whole thing, you know, um, one of the people is trying to get the the hearing to be closed because that's what usually happens is it all happens behind closed doors. You know, Brittany spoke up herself and she said, no, this is how these people have exploited me for years. I don't want it to be closed. And so like it was just immediately like, oh, shit, something's going down. Yeah, she said she said it all. I mean... Hearing you describe this made me realize that I was like, I don't know, kind of engaging with the story in the way that I engage about you know, stories about celebrities, kind of like there's a little bit of detachment, problems of the rich and famous. But listening, I mean, like this is truly one of the most horrific things that I've heard about in a long time. It's an extremely abusive situation. And it's really, I don't know, it's just wild that it can be so out in the open and that this is upheld by the legal system, which I know happens all the time, but, you know. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really common, you know, thing that a lot of, I think a lot of people, yeah, were like, oh, it's a celebrity thing, it's a Britney thing, you know. And so a lot of people just didn't really think of it in a serious way. And I don't, I don't blame anybody for that. You know, I think we get, we all, there's so much going on in the world. Like, there's only so much you can invest your time into knowing about, but, um, yeah, it's a really serious civil rights issue. You know, it's a disability rights issue. It's it's a really, 
it's a really fucked up situation. And she went in there and said all that stuff. And now everyone's just jumping ship. They're all trying to save their own ass, basically. Her attorney ended up quit, is trying to resign. Her manager resigned. But, you know, doesn't seem like anyone's stepping in to help her yet. So that's what's concerning. And the judge upheld the conservatorship, yes? Yes. It's it's a little confusing because I... The judge, I don't think, can rule on anything that's not in front of her. So since nobody said, hey, end this, like, nobody put forward the petition, the actual thing to end the conservatorship, she couldn't end it necessarily. But I do think she could do more than she is doing, which I think she's just trying to do what everyone is, is save their own ass so that she doesn't make a choice that gets her in trouble, basically. And is 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 there a path for Brittany to be able to end her conservatorship, potentially? There is if she gets um, I'm really hoping that this shake up with the attorneys will make it so that she can pick someone who is advocating for her correctly. And then that will lead to her getting out because she hasn't been able to choose her own attorney for 13 years. This guy who's been along for the ride with her is the same one that came in the weekend she was conserved, got assigned to her. And then she had another lawyer who helped came in and was trying to, you know, help her. And they said she doesn't have the capacity to hire this guy it has to be the one that we choose. So she hasn't even had the right to her own attorney this whole time either. And in the meantime, her estate, her money pays for everything. So including her money her pays attorney. all the, yeah. including her dad's attorneys. So yeah, it's like it drains her estate every single time this happens. Well, her dad hires, you know, huge Michael Jackson attorneys to work for him at any cost against her best interest and so she's just she's not allowed to choose her own attorney still or maybe this no time. they the thing that they just submitted i'm not exactly sure what the deal is now i know they asked to step down but he did not request that she could choose it for herself now so i'm not i think that they would have to do some kind of evaluation where they decide she can so it's just yeah it's all like red tape bullshit i mean you know obviously there's like I mean, there's there's the point that we don't know all of the details for, you know, this case and stuff that there might be some stuff we don't know about. But I I just can't imagine a world where like what people don't know justifies that somebody who is, you know, able to function like at all would would need to be in this type of arrangement. I mean, it seems like it's supposed to be yeah. for people who like you know, have late stage Alzheimer's and really serious things. Yeah, generally, you know, that's that is who it's reserved for. And there are so many people who we talk to who are, you know, work in this area who are just like, yeah, this is like the unicorn of cases. You're just like a very high functioning person who, you know, is not. And, and also there's, you know, there's also different kinds of conservatorships. And the one she's in is like a lifetime long one, basically. There is a mental health conservatorship, too, where it's yearly. You go back and the point is so that you're trying to get better so you don't need it anymore. But they didn't give her that. They gave the one that's more surrounded around money than the mental health. One. A, so a it's lifetime like, conservatorship. So this is supposed to last her entire life. There's no thing. Usually they do because usually they're also for older people who don't have a lot of years left. So, yeah, it's just a really like. Man, it's such a fucked up system. It's like mind blowing. And like, I mean, what is the justification for like saying that this woman, this woman's money has to be under someone else's control forever? Well, back in the day when they first put it in, you know, in 2007, 2008, um, 
they had a few different reasons for it. There was a, a form they submitted that where they said that she had dementia, which I, I don't even think could be true because the youngest per- person ever recorded for dementia was in their 30s and she was like 26 at the time. So that would be very extreme, you know. Um, there was that. And then also it was a financial thing. They said that she was being taken care, taken advantage of financially, which we have never found any proof of. Um, the guy, Sam Luffy, who was kind of hanging around her a bunch at that time, who I think is kind of the crux of what they wanted to get him out of her life, you know. And uh, we can't see that any financial stuff occurred from him. So that was kind of one of the reasons they used was they were like, she doesn't know how to handle her money. Someone else has to take it over. Yeah, I mean... Okay, you know, here's the thing. I don't know how to handle my fucking money. <laughs> Same. It's not going well. I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Certainly that was not a good choice. I mean, you know, I, let's be real. I love to fuck people who are not great choices for me personally. <laughs> but oh, I'm I mean, still like cr- entitled to, thing. I'm still entitled to like, you know, it's like my body, my choice to do it with garbage idiots. And Right, exactly. And I think that's what, you know, as like, as yeah, I have had a wild, I've done a lot of wild shit in my day. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. And it's all stuff that like, yeah, I've, it's a part of who I am. And I've learned from it, I've grown from it and whatever. And she just wasn't allowed to do that sort of it was just like, nope, daddy's stepping in and taking over. And she just lost, I think, they just took away that that right for her to, like, be in your 20s and fuck up and learn from it, you know? Yeah, I I mean, it's, uh, and it's so, I mean, it's so galling because, you know, it's just really difficult to even imagine anything like this happening to a man, which I know is a pretty reductive way of looking at most feminist issues. But in this case, it's you know, it's definitely this this whole thing definitely has whoa, crazy bitch vibes to it, I think. Yes, very much so. Yeah, there's there's been a few, like somewhat similar. Brian Wilson had kind of like a similar thing happen to him. But I, I agreed. I think that I think that there's a lot of like male celebrities who've done extreme things, violent things, and they just get to like, you know, it's like business as usual. I mean, including including rape like there are male celebrities yeah. who've like done fucking rape you know t- t- gone on racist tirades like fucking abused children i mean so many so things many and things. britney has britney has never like you know i think the most anyone has ever caught of her is her getting pissed and hitting that guy's car with an umbrella which was i think most of us looking at it now are like well yeah i would have done that too but she yeah never has been arrested not you know nothing like that it's just um it's just really, cr- and also her dad, who is the one who stepped in and took control of everything, she was estranged from him at the time. She didn't even want him in her life at all. And all of a sudden he shows up and he's in control of everything. Like, I just can't imagine being a, you know, 26 year old woman and having that happen. And she, like, and so I don't understand why the courts aren't considering like hey this guy's doing this for his own fucking financial interest because he's making bank off like stealing from his daughter like why is that not factoring it into any of these decisions yeah the conflict of interest stuff is like it's really annoying because i think we consider it a huge issue but the courts i don't know what the deal is it's like they don't i think they just take everything at face value i guess i'll say 
You know, it's like they told us they did their duties and they did this and then that's how it goes. And I don't think there's a ton of investigating going on here. They just report what they report and then it's like, okay, everything seems to be going fine. So I don't I don't think there's a ton of oversight into it. And her like her will just it does not matter to them whatsoever because they've just deemed her to be, you know. Apparently, yeah, yeah, some money making machine. I don't know. Well, I mean, um, like for the like for the courts, they're just like, okay, she's, you know, legally not of sound enough mind. Yeah, they know they decided like, well, she doesn't know she's she doesn't know what's best for her. So these and these people do. That's the main what it comes down to. So, I mean, it's just a really mind blowing and horrible situation. (laughs) I mean, it's a I don't know. I mean, it's just so. Yeah, it's just so horrific. Let's talk for a second about like the implications for disability rights here, because that's something that really is striking me. Yeah. So, you know, I think like part of this all is that conservatorships in general are, you know, they're a very, very restrictive um, move. They they do. They take away someone's civil liberties. And just like we were talking about, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in my 20s. Like, shouldn't I be allowed to fuck up and learn from it? I, You know, I think there's an issue where people take that same stance sometimes where they think, like, I know what's best for this person, especially in, like, a disability, you know, sense. So... It, a lot of, you know, disability rights activists have been trying to speak up about conservatorships and how controlling they are and stuff like that for years. So it's kind of like also just, yeah, shining a light on that. And not only just like, should Britney be in this conservatorship, but the whole question of conservatorships in general. I do think that there are times when someone needs someone to step in and obviously help them. And maybe there has to be a court ordered thing for that. But just kind of the question in general, like, how restrictive can you be on someone's life or like, why is it so like all or nothing, I guess? Yeah, you know? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what uh, Brittany's diagnosis is, nor is it any of my business. But like, let's just kind of go with the hypothetical that she has you know, bipolar disorder or something like that. Maybe it's nothing. I don't know. But just for the sake of like argument here, like I know one bajillion people with bipolar disorder, like we're, you're in comedy, so you do, too. It's like, yes, just absolutely ridiculous to argue that all of those people should be controlled by their parents or that it would be in their best well, interest. Exactly. And I think you also taking away someone's autonomy is certainly not going to help with their mental health. No, I don't think, no. you know, you if you think about like that's what makes me so upset for her situation, because, you know, I think she was going through struggles back in the day and I'm sure maybe needed some kind of assistance or whatever. But to have that happen for this long and to just be told over and over, like, no, we know it's best. No, you work for us. Like, that's going to do a number on you. Yeah. And I, you can kind of tell when you look at her. Her anxiety is really high. She, you know, she's not comfortable being around people because she she literally doesn't have a human being around her she can trust. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, you guys, but you put her in a situation that I don't think is healthy for her either. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, oh, man, it's just. It's so mind-blowing. It's so sad. It's so frustrating. I think, like, I don't know. I mean, to me, I'm thinking a lot about, like, the the, how the way that we think of, like, addiction, recovery, substance use in this country, like, just plays into this so much because, like, the moment that someone is considered to be, like, an, an addict or whatever, it's just... Uh, it's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, we actually have to treat this person horribly because, you know, th- that that will 
you know, there's there's no coming back. Like there's these people just like there's you know they're broken. Totally. They're like they're like this forever. There's no way that a person can be treated other than like complete abstinence and like they're just not kind of capable of like deciding what's good for themselves and any help that we give those people like of a kind of compassionate understanding variety is just like enabling the addiction you know and to me it seemed like the the substance thing was like a a big factor when they originally decided to do this yeah it's interesting because there's like a lot of chatter about you know if there was substance abuse going on and like there's nothing confirmed so I don't really know yeah the answer to that is um but I agree. And it's also like, again, yeah, you're in your 20s. Like, yeah, we're all abusing substances. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just such a harsh, harsh uh, punishment for for kind of like, and also just, you know, and, and you look back at it and you see like what you see from the outside and you watch the videos of her just being like stalked by 50 men every single time she went outside her house. And it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, of course I would, you know, turn to, I would do whatever I need to do to like deal with that as well. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's like, that's the thing where it's like, you know, this, this story of the, the baseball bat thing, it was like, it was very, like, it was very presented as like, oh, Brittany, you know, unprovoked kind of like fucking hit this guy's car. But this is somebody that had been repeatedly stalking her. Like I, if someone, if a man was repeatedly stalking me and no, leave me alone, we're not working. Yeah, like there's a fucking pretty good chance I would escalate it, especially if the cops mm-hmm. were not on my side. I don't want to be stalked by a strange guy. And, no. you know, with the paparazzi and this shit, like I can imagine it's like way, way fucking worse. And it was like on the day that her kids were taken away from her, right? Like, there was a bunch of stuff going back and forth, yeah, with the custody and all that stuff too. So yeah, she was going through a really hard custody battle as well at the time. So I think it was just this like all these factors coming together to like kind of create this opening where it seemed to them like this is our only choice. This is all we can do. But the way it went down and the way it's been followed through with is um, just, yeah, unacceptable. I mean, it's fraudulent. So Britney knows about the Free Britney movement, yeah? I think so. You know what's so wild is the other day she, this has just been such a weird, I can't even, my life is just very strange. But, you know, a joke that we would had on Britney's gram is that she would always post these really silly memes that were like a butterfly with a poem thing and just like very basic stuff that we, you know, have fun with. And we made our own account called Nice Memes. And literally our only goal was ever to just have Britney repost one of our like very, you know, ch- cheesy memes. And the day before our podcast Toxic dropped, she posted on her thing and tagged us in, on Britney's Instagram. We got tagged in a post and we were like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, so on? she knows. She knows. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So so we realized that it had been a post we posted two years ago. So someone was scrolling back and saw this post. So there's a whole big debate as to if she actually is the one who uses her Instagram. That's its like own thing. But um, I think I'm pretty sure she knows because also, well, she has to know because her boyfriend, the day of the hearing, her boyfriend posted a picture in a free Britney shirt. So she definitely knows. Yeah. Oh, so, so okay. What's the deal with her boyfriend? She's she's allowed to have a boyfriend and he's maybe someone that is on her side and good to her and stuff. Yeah, they've been together quite a, I can't even, four or five years now, I want to say. Um, 
and he seems to, I think he's like a definitely a source of support for her and he'll kind of like he'll like free Britney stuff online and he said a statement once about her dad being a dick and he's he doesn't like totally step out you know but he does little bits here and there um some people think he's like an opportunist because he's kind of like some guy trying to be an actor and all that stuff but from what I can tell I don't know they she seems like she you know likes him that he's a supportive person um damn well okay so where's your head at with this stuff after a few years of like kind of reporting on looking into the story I mean I'm really grateful she was like brave enough to you know give the statement she gave in court because I can imagine that that was really hard to do um one of the saddest parts of the phone call is when she said like I don't want to get off this phone with you because when I do I just go back to no 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 and everyone telling me what to do and that was just like heart-wrenching to hear but I'm really grateful she did that because it led just so much validity to the movement and everything. And it was just like, I had fears for a long time that I was like, I hope we're doing the right thing. Like, I don't want to be doing something she doesn't want people yeah. to be doing, yeah. you know? And I had been like, I just had lots of nights of like, oh God, like, cause we, as I'm happy we're here, but it wasn't like something we meant to do. We kind of fell into it. And uh, I, so I'm just at this point, just you know, really hopeful that she gets a, a, an incredible lawyer who she deserves, who fucking fights tooth and nail for her to get what she wants, which is to get out of this. So, well, I mean, I, I you know, to me, it's just like, uh, of course, uh, it, it seems like it should be so obvious. And it's the, one of these things that it's just fucking infuriating that it's not. Is there anything that, uh, you know, the casual bystander could possibly do to help? Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, people are trying to use this to, like, help with probate reform and things like that and helping, like, have there be more checks and balances and getting people more rights as far as being able to hire in their own attorneys and things like that. So I would say the best website to go to is freebritney.army because they have info about what you can do, who who you can write to, or if you want to do a rally in your city or if there's a rally happening around you, all that kind of stuff. Um I would ju- I would go there and check out their resources and just, yeah, follow, you know, follow it online and kind of there's up. I mean, it's it's a constant like news. Su- there's stuff happening every day with it right now. So if you want to be updated all the time, I would go to that website or go to Free Britney L.A. on Twitter and follow them um, if you want to like, yeah, check in on what's going on. And in terms of following your stuff, your podcast, tell us a little bit about where our guests can find you. Yeah, so the po- the podcast, the new podcast, so we stopped Britney's Graham because we were like, we got to like put all this information somewhere that's, you know, not exactly this because it was just us at that point. Um, so so Toxic, it's called Toxic, the Britney Spears story. It's 10 episodes. We just, the first two are out now and you can find it, you know, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. Um, and we're really proud of it. We put a lot of work into it. It's going to be 10 episodes of just like walking you through the history of her, how we got to the conservatorship. Then we're zooming out to see like the whole system and what's going on there basically. But yeah, you can find that on all your, um, you know, podcast apps. And then Lady to Lady, which also is on all your podcast apps as well if you want a break <laughs> if you want to break from the serious shit <laughs> awesome well um it's been such a pleasure talking to you it's so good to catch up i was in my kitchen the other day and my roommate was listening to toxic and i was like wait a minute i know her okay i've known her for a long time i'm not some uh jane come lately to the barbara gray club so yeah 
Oh, it's so great to see you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Reply Guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Reply Guys, where we have a catalog of over 25 bonus interviews with renowned writers, journalists, and comedians, with an additional episode uploaded each week. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Fremgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. And I'm at OJuliaTweets, O-H-JuliaTweets. And Twitter is where you can, of course, also find our reply guys. They are always with us. Bernie, take us out. walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land.